0: This week, I want to bring it in with DJ Sid in her song, Corner. Ooh. Okay. Bear with me, people. Okay. <laughs> Bear with me. <clears throat> what it is, ho? What's up? Every good girl needs a little love. Mm-hmm. Freaky, 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 freaky. I put that on my own mama, on my hood. I look fly. I look good freaky, freaky. we are living hey single oh in a 90s kind of world i'm glad i got my girls thank you
1: and typically the fricky fricky is you <laughs> mixing these songs together
0: yes i couldn't you know get my uh my npc in time for today's episode but next episode i got you
1: well, it was a lovely mashup, and it certainly relates um, to the film we watched <laughs> this week. So, why don't you tell our home Homegirls, what did we watch this week?
0: Yes. This week, we tuned into Earth Mama, released this year, written and directed by Savannah Leaf, starring Tia Namor, Erica Alexander, Keita Price, and Dochi.
1: All right. Let's start the show. The New Chitlin' Circuit. Welcome back to the new Chitlin Circuit, the only podcast dedicated to Black indies only. My name is Lex.
0: And I'm Sid.
1: And each week we watch a Black independent movie. Why? Because we love them. And this week, very, very special episode because we have a very, very special guest on with us. Here in the studio with us today, we have filmmaker Shandria Evans here in the building. Go ahead and introduce yourself.
2: Hello, hello, I'm Chandria Evans, writer, director, and basically I'm a producer too because Period. as mm-hmm. an independent filmmaker, you have to wear all the hats, and I like to think I wear them well. Period. Um, I'm from Augusta, Georgia, always in Augusta, although I'm based in Los Angeles, and I'm excited to talk about my film Bloom today with y'all, you know, after we discuss
1: Earth Mountain. Yeah. Stand up, yes. Augusta? I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh my gosh, that's so wild that you said that because I always say, AUG, stand up. So yes, stand up, Augusta. I
1: spent uh, some decent time as a child down in Augusta. Some of my uncles used to live down there. So I love that.
2: (laughs) I always love when people tell me that because I feel like, you know, Augusta is kind of a speeding city. So when Mm -hmm. people say that they have some type of ties to it, I'm always surprised and happy. So Okay, shout out to you. (laughs) Okay, all right, well,
1: we're going to get things started with our 60 second challenge um, where I tell you the plot of the movie in 60 seconds or less. And Sydney is holding me to that or less. So,
0: <laughs> absolutely.
1: <laughs> okay. So, uh, let's get it started.
0: All right. This week's challenge is brought to us by pull ups. Keep that baby dry. All right.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's, go- <laughs>
0: let's go ahead and start the clock. Okay,
1: okay. Um, In California, in the early 2000s, there's a young mother named Gia. She's got two kids named um, Trey and Mm -hmm. her daughter, who are currently in the foster system. And Gia is trying her best to get her kids back now mind you she's also like nine months pregnant during this whole thing so she's still working she's trying to meet all of these people's requirements down at the down at the agency and she is conflicted about what to do with this new child she's birthing all while just trying to hold it in the row and do right that is earth mama
0: okay that's probably one of your best challenges all season 20 seconds left
1: yeah you know it was a lot of pressure and and the game is not trying to describe the whole movie. The game is choosing what I'm not gonna say, like what parts of the movie I'm not gonna say.
0: <laughs> you got better at it. Thank this what we do here. We we have a it's a Family Feud style challenge. So I give Alexis three strikes every season, and you know she hasn't hit the three yet. But if she does, then I have to go out and search for a new co-host, and it's just such a burden. So. <sighs> I'm rooting for her success every week. Sure. How many strikes does she have this season? Only half a strike.
1: Yep. Yeah. Oh, but that's not just, bad. You made up a rule. <laughs> I had no. Please, Chandra. I had no strikes. <laughs> then okay. Sydney made up a rule and said, "Oh, you got to remember every every character's name
0: too." Not and every character. I said lead characters. Oh, please. Okay. So that's
2: that's fair. Thank you. So did she miss one character? Is that how it she was did? Half, yeah. Half?
0: So a character's name yeah. is half, but if you go over time, it's a full strike. Is how we do it. Okay.
1: Okay. So, well, you're still doing good. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think what well, season two, I had like two two strikes going two. into the finale. Yeah, it was slide. crazy. So I live to host another day, and we all know what went on in the movie. So that means we can get into our general thoughts on Earth Mama. So. What are we feeling about Earth Mama? We're going to let our guests go first. Chandrea, how you feeling about the movie? What'd you think on the first watch?
2: What'd you think? Mhm. Yeah. On the, so first of all, this has been on my list for a while. Mm-hmm. Um I was aware of it when it went to Sundance, but I wasn't able to watch it then. Mm-hmm. So when Sydney brought up that we were going to be watching it, I was so excited. Um also just because like as a writer director, I love some of the themes that it touched on, like you know, black motherhood, um, just black womanhood in general, and I appreciate it, the director's style. Um, it's existential. It's impressionistic. There was a rhythm to it. Um, Some people might find it slow, but I actually appreciate when films allow the story and characters to take their time. Mm -hmm. Um, I appreciated how um, the community was a character, Mm -hmm. like us seeing the Bay Area um, and this particular socioeconomic class of Black people, Mm -hmm. Um, and also, okay, uh, from a director's viewpoint, I enjoyed that she cast non actors or new actors, non professional mm-hmm. actors. Um that's something that I do often and I think that they were just very natural and realistic. Knocked it out of the park. Um so yeah, I'm gonna get wait, do we get scores or do I just say like, <laughs> yeah? I enjoyed it?
0: Totally yes. yes. <laughs> <We> can, yes. <laughs> the only rule is
1: eight no rules. I'm just
2: gonna say I'm just I'm just gonna say I enjoyed it. From a black woman to another black woman. I enjoyed this film. Nice.
1: Nicely. What about you, Sid? What you think?
0: Yes, I mean, likewise, also enjoyed the film. Um, I didn't know much about Savannah Leaf at all prior to watching. So after watching, I said, I gotta know more about this director. Who is she? Cause like this the story felt very personal and intimate. So I'm like, are there any kind of takes from her life that she plugged in here or something? Because it just it felt like the I got these characters could be my cousins. Like I know them. It felt very just like true or familiar from her point of view. Um, so love that. Um, also love seeing Miss Dochi on screen. I did, I'm a huge fan of her. So like, did wasn't aware. Our good sis could act also, triple threat, act, dance and sing. Um, always a treat to see Miss Erica Alexander on screen as well. And then introducing us to Tia Namor. Like now I'm a fan of hers after seeing her performance as Gia. So I'm excited to get into some of these scenes. Uh, what did you think Lex?
1: Um, the most succinct way for me to tell you what i feel about the movie Mm -hmm. would be for me to like most succinctly and concisely it would be for me to pull up the lyrics of fantasia's baby mama that song Mm -hmm. baby Mm -hmm. mama by fantasia Mm -hmm. and then recite it (laughs) in lieu of that (laughs) i can tell you i really enjoyed the movie not because you know the story was particularly like fun it's a really it's a tough watch like you know mm-hmm. to see such a, a dire situation and to see a character that i very quickly started caring about and like wanting the yeah. best for mm-hmm. go through such mm-hmm. a thing but it just really hammered right on the nail head i don't know yeah. why i reinvented that phrase just now it really hit it on the like <laughs> head of the nail for me um uh-huh. it just felt like very what's the word like swift and like graceful film- filmmaking to me mm. like the the mm-hmm. way like things were portrayed i really fucked with it i appreciated something that you said shendreya about like casting non actors that's i i feel like mm-hmm. that's something i noticed when i was watching it as well and it just really felt like little touches mm-hmm. like that turned it from like oh you know it's a movie to like no this is like a really impactful story that like i felt like i these characters were real people you know
0: mhm Yes. What's something we coined like season one? This a movie movie.
1: This a movie
0: movie. <laughs> <laughs> this a movie movie.
1: <laughs> I forgot about that. You know, we said that that we <laughs> when we said that phrase, it was about uh, night comes on which was that movie oh, that yes. the Shade Room founder with,
0: co-wrote mm-hmm, with Dominique Fishback? Audie. She was the lead of that, yeah.
1: <laughs> right, <laughs> that was a movie, movie, and this is actually not terribly different um, from like True. the the style, like the genre, and like the this the type of story. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to get into this with y'all. Y'all ready to walk through the scenes and talk about the movie top to bottom? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do yes. it.
2: All
1: right, let's do it. Here in the new Chitlin Circuit, we like to start with the first scene of the movie. So let's get into it. This film opens up with a, you know, just very square shot of a black woman who is talking to someone off screen uh, about, you know, just kind of the hardness of, of what she's going through and how she can't really be too worried about what everybody else is thinking because she's just trying to make it, she's just trying to get out how she live and make it work how it works. We later realized that this is like a meeting area, like a type of group setting for single mothers and yeah. like black women who need support, um, led by Miss C, who is uh, portrayed by Erica Alexander. So just off of this scene, like right when we come in, what was y'all feeling like? Was it's like, okay, was this your, this a movie movie moment? Or <laughs> like, did you already um, know?
0: <laughs> I feel like I always prep myself because you just, you kind of never know. We talked about it like, Maybe two or three weeks ago, like, there's always some kind of conversation on Twitter. I'm just so tired of trauma and, you know, whatever. But that's that's kind of was my vibe for it. I said, Okay, I don't want to see these characters really go through nothing crazy. I'm not in the mood for that. That's going to kill my vibe today. Um, but seeing Miss Erica on screen gave me some hope because I feel like she's very aware and she don't just take any role. So that was where I was at, at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah I oh, I'm sorry. No,
0: I'm No. Go
2: ahead with it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would agree. I uh, like to consider myself a dramedy writer because I enjoyed the levity mm-hmm. um, a lot, and so I know that this was not a dramedy this is a straight drama, a movie, movie, it. Like it's touching <laughs> on like hard, tough, real subjects, but there was something about Erica Alexander mm-hmm. um, Just seeing her and how her character um, interacted with everyone, there was this feeling of comfort. Mm -hmm. So I just knew going in that, okay, it can't be too much that's about to go on. That's too crazy. So it kind of just set the stage.
1: Yeah. I like that we all noticed that, like Off rip the difference in that, like the approach in that character's lovingness, you know? And Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say it up top. This movie, to me, (laughs) puts a film like Precious to shame. And I and I do mean shame. Like Mm. you Mm. can say you can talk about a really Mm -hmm. fucked up situation without doing the chicken scene from precious you can you can talk like you can you can do that and i'm looking at you sydney because i know you love lee daniels
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh she's a lee daniels girl okay <laughs> not too much no i
1: <laughs> you know comparing erica alexander's character to mariah carey's yes. character in precious
0: like I, I mean, but like Mariah Carey, a choice was made, a choice was it was made. made. it's true. But Mariah, <laughs> she knew everything. She had her degrees, so she knew what she was supposed to do, okay?
1: You're Let going to live. play today, and I can see that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs>
1: we, we get this opening, and like like we all just said, it's set the tone. So the next shot we get is of this adorable little baby um, at the mall photo studio. Y'all know
0: what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. We got to bring those back. back. I'm trying to go to the mall yes. with my friends and take some photos with at the, the mall, <laughs> and get me a spray paint T-shirt. Like, it was what's going
2: on? Outfit, yes. yes,
0: yeah, <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> with the blurry finish, exactly. Like the blur- the little gloss finish <laughs> the over, kind of finish. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: It was perfect. perfect. You know, you could we go. used to be a proper country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You can go, boom, first stop, Burlington, matching polos. Bam. Next stop, woodlocker, mm-hmm. matching Air Force Ones. Take them out of the box. People don't
2: even go <laughs> to the malls anymore. Right.
1: right. But so this, this this is a great segue because this movie is set in the early 2000s. So mm-hmm. this is something very special to me. If I made movies, this is the only time period I would make them in. I would be like frozen in this yeah. time
2: period. <laughs> because why? Because <laughs> why? why not? It was a why great not? time. It was a it was great really time. great time. It was the best of times.
1: So our main character Gia is an employee at this mall photo. Um, What are they even studio? Would you call it a studio? Like a portrait, portrait studio? Yeah, yeah. I guess the lighting was terrible for a studio. It was just (laughs) big fluorescing lights. You know how it used to be. But she works there. She makes the baby smile.
2: Dimly lit. Exactly. Very dimly lit. Yeah.
1: Everything we didn't look good, but we used to stand up in front of it. (laughs) <laughs> the
0: photos came out cute. That's what matters. <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly.
1: Yeah. So this is where we are introduced to Gia. She's working at the job. She's kind of like a photo assistant. You know, she just helps get people posed yeah. and stuff. Um, and she is very pregnant. Like, she's in her very. third trimester. She's very pregnant. Um, so obviously, you know, when you see a Black woman still up on her feet working at this time mm-hmm. of the pregnancy, you know, the situation can't be great. You know?
0: Yeah. And it was something about this, like what you said in your opening thoughts, that made me just care about Gia instantly and really just want whatever happens at the end of this story. I just hope it's the best situation for her because it -hmm. it didn't seem great. She's already nine months pregnant. She's on her feet all day. Uh, But, you know, she's so tender with the people who come into the photo store and like she can pose the babies and make them smile so they don't cry for like the 20 minutes. They got to be snapped up and stuff. So I, I really cared about Gia like instantly from the start of the movie.
2: Yeah, and we get a glimpse of, glimpse of her mothering, mm-hmm. like seeing her comforting other people and helping them to pose and like the way she talked to them to make them feel comfortable. So yeah, with us seeing her acting as a mother that made us more attached to her mm-hmm. and care for her. Yeah,
1: definitely. So now y'all, this is usually, I know it seemed like I have like the order of scenes memorized, but this I, I need y'all help sometime. So the next thing yeah. I remember is her going to visit her two children casework. Am I missing something? The, yeah. Between them?
0: Her children and the caseworkers, like the next grouping of scenes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, sis. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Gia leaves work and the next uh, place we see her is going to the, like, I don't know if this is like child services, CPS, you know, type of office where she is visiting with her two children. She has two school age children Named Trey and her daughter Shayna. Shayna, there you go. <laughs> um, and you know, these are just cute kids, like elementary school age. Maybe they're six, seven years old. Um, Did you notice, know little
0: Trey? He was also Lil Randall. And this is us. Was he like baby elementary school Randall? Yeah. <sighs> okay.
1: Damn. I was trying to. I was trying to hold this 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 discourse until way into the movie, but. From what I know now, This Is Us has a really Mm -hmm. fucked up stance on adoption that watching a movie like this really makes me, like, not be able to unsee. Like, do you remember, like, Hmm. there's a plot in This Is Us. This Is Us is all about adoption. There are several adoptions that happen during that show. There's a plot in This Is Us where the black family is fostering a black teenage girl named Deja Mm -hmm. whose mama just got locked up. Really awesome bullshit just because, like, she was around the same vicinity as a gun. Like, you can get locked up for stuff like that. And the mama gets out, gets a job, gets an apartment, Mm -hmm. and the caseworker comes back and says to the black family that's fostering Deja, are we ready? You know, she need to go back to her mama. (laughs) And they're like, oh, no. Like, like, you know, we have money. We can take care Mm -hmm. of her. And it's like, there is never going to be a better place for a baby than with their mama, especially if their mama is trying, like, True. So a movie like this pulls an empathy out of me that makes This Is Us mm-hmm. hard to watch. And that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Have Have you seen This Is Us? I know me and Sid have.
2: I haven't seen This Is Us, so that's why I'm not- a okay. little.
1: <laughs> it's not. No. <laughs> it's the last piece of primetime TV I've I've also that.
2: heard that it's so... I heard it's a lot of It's very, so yeah. It's always like... To list. you're
0: gonna be yeah. in tears every episode we that was like what was, i'm not trying yeah. to be in tears yeah. Yeah. So that was our tuesday night thing uh in college when we lived together we would sit on the sofa on tuesdays night and cry and then go to bed it was
1: just, just going to bed
0: so, Yeah, it was never right, like
1: girl, awfully later. sad they took care of you yeah oh, you okay. know it was like loving sad <laughs> mm-hmm. but that's a you good like what's you tie-in i didn't realize that was little randall from this is us yeah Interesting. I noticed okay. immediately.
0: I was like, oh, look at Randall. Huh. You know. <laughs> now he's Trey. So
1: he's playing Trey and, you know, G is there and she's talking to him. And Trey is excited to see his mama and wants to tell her all about, you know, mm-hmm. school and stuff. Whereas her daughter, Shay- Shayna or Shayla? Shayna. Shayna. Her daughter, Shayna, is much more closed off, much more really not trying to hear it, you know? Gia brought Mm -hmm. these mood rings very early 2000s, (laughs) Bought these mood rings for them to all wear, you know, as a little token, as a little gift. And, you know, she really can't get through to her daughter. So that's not, things aren't looking great so far.
0: Yeah. I do want to say, though, all the callbacks to the early 2000s were fantastic. The mood rings, Gia, I think she has a track phone. Um okay. and she trying to pay for minutes mm. uh, <laughs> wardrobe the car, the car like, yeah. uh, shout out to the costume department because they did that uh, it was mm. fantastic yeah
1: costume and art
2: department
0: yes.
1: they had um in her car she had the kind where you could pop the radio face off <laughs> like oh, when yep. you get out the car you yes. take it you, my sister had one of them <laughs> in her Chevy Cavalier in two
2: thousand two, okay, Cavalier. She was I too cool. One of my best friends had a Cavalier for our first car. It's perfect.
1: I feel like it's the perfect car for a girl to just ride down through the city. Like, it's perfect.
2: That's right. Like, it's small. Your gas is cheap.
1: That's. How, I've, I've never seen it not driven like this.
2: That's true. <laughs> Both, Both hands up.
1: all the way up to the wind. All the way yep. up to the steering wheel. It's true. <laughs> Well, yeah, um, yeah, they knocked it out of the park. The art, de- the art department did. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> now we see her situation, right? And mm-hmm. she's sitting down with the caseworker. And it's exactly what you think it is, listen to homegirl. Everything she do, everything Gia does to try and meet the requirements what they want. More. <laughs> More. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. She's holding down a job. She has a yeah. place to live. It may not be the best. But she does have a place to live. She has a car. She has reliable transportation. She's going to all of these courses and classes they wanted to go to while mm-hmm. working a full time job. Like they, they're drug testing her. She's passing all the tests,
2: and then she can't make enough money, right? Because she can't get enough hours because she's in the classes. So it's like a catch twenty two. Right.
1: I work a regular, stable forty hours a week i cannot make Mm -hmm. it to no bunch of classes in the middle of the day and like that's that's Mm -hmm. me so i can't imagine somebody who doesn't find their schedule out until the day before like how are you supposed to know that you Mm -hmm. know so she's doing the impossible already and they want more
0: that's the purpose well i mean that's that's what they do i feel like um i was thinking of when i was watching this too do you, have you guys seen A Thousand and One, the movie with Tiana Taylor that came out like earlier this year? Yes. Oh my gosh! Why didn't I think of that? So I was like thinking about like, how, and I love
2: that director.
0: Yes, Baby Rockwell. Same, same. Because that movie also like paints how how motherhood just looks so different for for everybody. Like, there's no kind of like one way to to be a mom to somebody. Like, at, I won't spoil it because I don't think you've seen it, Alexis. Um, I ain't but like seen at Yeah. Yeah, I won't spoil it. Dude. Oh my gosh, let's review that. <laughs> yes, it's it's good. Now you joining the Now you are. You own it. It's and it is indie, so we should we couldn't review it. Oh um, yes. But it's really like about how motherhood looks different, and you kind of you you can't tell somebody what it means to be a mother to their kids. You know what I'm saying? Like it, and also like. Kids don't get to choose their parents, like which is also a thing they talk about a lot in the movie, in, this, in Earth Mama as well. Mm-hmm. So um, it brought up that for me, but also it's just like, Gia's trying her hardest. Ain't that what Mama's supposed to do? They be trying. Like, can we not give my girl a break? Yes. <laughs> like, at least she's trying. It really,
2: it really shows the trappings of systemic
1: oppression. Mm-hmm. Mind you, she's 24. Right. She's able... I would not have made yeah. half of them classes at twenty four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. it's it's really yeah. you can. They set it up in one scene instantly. You realize this is not designed for her to. This is not a reasonable ladder for her to climb. Like, for, like they yeah. want her to jump over a, mount, a mountain to to get her kids. Yeah, back. yeah.
0: I wanted some <sighs> mysticism. You know who would have really got this together for Miss Gia? I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Don't say that, Medea. I'm gonna say it. She need, she needed Medea mm-hmm. to come I through. I did not expect
2: that. You want to know why to I did? Come through. when you said
0: mysticism. I didn't.
2: I
1: don't. The mysticism was <laughs> okay. I expect this is why I'm like that with Sydney because if you don't, if you don't, if you encourage her too much, she'll be a mile down the road. Medea.
2: I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, just, okay. I'm gonna give you a half a fraction and on so, that.
0: Did Medea not take care of Kiki Palmer when she needed help? In um family reunion? She did, did she not get Kiki back on her path? She
1: did. G needed
0: but- somebody like Medea in her life.
1: <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't, Shout out to I don't I, I, maybe. Maybe when Tyler Perry plays the character Brian, the lawyer, maybe Brian mm-hmm. would have been of help.
0: <laughs> Medea would have
1: made it worse.
0: <laughs> he would have took the kids to Medea house. Yeah, that's true. It all leads back to her. <laughs>
1: But, okay, so we see her situation. Now, the next thing that goes on is we start to see, you know, who's in the fold, like who's in her life. We see her best friend, Trina. Trina.
0: Mm-hmm. Trina,
1: period. Um, <laughs> and who's also pregnant.
0: Yes. And in yeah. the same support group that she's in. But that's a court order. She has to go to the support group, right, To, and report like that her. back to her caseworker. Because she don't yeah, want to be like- there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So they go to the same support group where you know it's kind of like you know you you get to share your feelings, so it's a little bit group therapy, but it's Mm -hmm. led by Miss C, who is uh like it seemed like maybe she was a single mother herself at one point. Um, Yeah. You know, she's an older woman. You know. So
0: did y'all notice though? Every time we were in a group therapy session, like. I don't, don't, I'm sure it was purposeful, it felt purposeful. Like, the camera never really showed uh, Miss C, like, just, like, head on, just, like, in her face. But all, you know, the mothers, they would get, like, their just kind of, like, you know, center stage moment. And the first time we, like, actually see uh, Miss C and, like, her full on is, was it, like, towards the end of the film when um, Gia's, like, Deciding to give her baby up and they find um Oh yeah. Like she was like this kind restaurant. of yeah, like this like yeah. omnipresent like character, like you know, like you know, people like find um what's the word I'm looking for? Safety and like warmth and like their faith, like you know, God is omnipresent. She kind of felt like that for the first mm-hmm. half of the movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I Good observation. I think she was definitely my favorite character in the film. Yeah. Like it's hard to that balance is difficult, and most people who are very well meaning don't strike mm-hmm. that balance very well of being like loving, but also like, you know, where there is personal responsibility to be had, you know, holding people accountable, yeah. but having to recognize just how much of this is not up to personal responsibility. Like it is yeah. above people, you know. Mm-hmm. So it just was a really warming presence. I'll agree to what you just said.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And even not um, her, I feel like in those positions, those characters, even those people in real life, tend to have this sort of <clears throat> like white savior complex. Yeah, and I never got that from her, yeah. so I appreciated that. Yeah,
1: it felt very like, what do you need, and not like mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. gonna tell you what you need to do. <laughs> you know,
0: because <laughs> what you going right. to? Yeah, you gonna get them yeah. babies. You know, what
1: you do. need to do. Yeah, it would. <laughs> right. it, Medea would bring that. Medea, you need to get yourself down to that church house. <laughs> then ask Shirley. <laughs> like it would be all of that,
2: <laughs> and it's including the person in the decision making process right. because we are the ones who would know best for what they need. Right.
1: So love it. <laughs> so uh, Gia and Trina leave the, the the support group, and they they're headed out now. Um, Trina is like works at a food restaurant. Uh, duh. What's, yeah, like Taco what the a food restaurant.
0: she works (laughs) at a
1: a food restaurant (laughs) or a sports gym (laughs) I'm sorry a Mexican restaurant Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she brings Gia food frequently we see this throughout the film that like you know, she is eating regularly, partially because yes. Trina is bringing her extra taquitos.
0: <laughs> they low-key have a pregnancy mm-hmm. pack because uh, Trina is very much, you know, girl, we're in this together. You know, we're going to figure out how to get your other kids back. And then when you mm-hmm. have this baby and I have my baby, we going to, you know, raise our kids. And we're going to do what we can so that we don't got to even deal with caseworkers and Miss C and none of this at all. Mm-hmm. So Trina's supposed to be like her, her backbone friend, always like ride or die.
1: Yeah, and Trina becomes kind of a pressure, like a form of like yeah. social pressure as the film goes because Trina has found God, BTW. Mm-hmm. Um, she is all <laughs> up into the Jesus, which is very reasonable. Yeah. That is a common path for a single black mother who is seeking solace um, mm-hmm. and support. The church offers a lot of support to the community. So mm-hmm. she is pushing a lot of that on Gia. So Gia, they have a moment in the car where Gia is just kind of like, she don't say it but like like with her body language and in between the lines she's like yeah what the fuck am i gonna do with a third (laughs) child baby yeah (laughs) and trina's like not really empathizing she's just like god just blessed you girl it's Mm -hmm. not feeling like a blessing (laughs) in this moment
2: (laughs) yeah you Trina know. drops. Yeah, you.
0: she said that I rolled my eyes. Right, very <laughs> much so. Yeah, because <laughs> she drops like, her. I'm not rolling my eyes,
2: at you guys. Right, boy. but at right. Miss
0: Trina, because she kind of misconstruing your message. I don't think right. that's what you meant.
1: <laughs> she was the Medea in that moment. That's why. That's why <laughs> Gia did not need Medea because that's all Medea would have said.
0: <laughs> I'm going to let you continue building your case against Mabel, but until you come to me with a fully Ooh. thought out case. <laughs> <laughs> Then we can discuss. Please, please.
1: So, yeah. They hop out the Camry <laughs> when they arrive to, is to what
0: Gia's it is, apartment. Huh?
1: That's really what it was yes. given. <laughs> they arrive at Gia's Love apartment it. building where Gia lives with her sister and they hop out the Camry and, you know, all of these guys are out front and uh, Gia's lesbian friend, like Gia's stud friend is out front too. Yes, Mel. All these guys are like cats calling these women it's like who cat calls pregnant ladies like leave these women alone
0: if it's one thing i know alexis that i I have seen with my own two eyes they do not care i'm trying to tell you i had to tell a man weeks ago it's 9 a.m why are you bothering people get a job (laughs) like it's too early (laughs) i'm just saying i believe you i believe you. they don't care (laughs) I did, and I had to walk very fast afterwards. I said, "I don't want to. You know, I don't want to smoke." <laughs> no, men get dangerous. They it
2: do. It's like just don't make eye contact. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: so
1: you are correct because these men standing outside her apartment, um, it's the same niggas that's out there every day. So they're every just day. bullshitting and bothering her. Um, she was able to get a little discount at the like, looked like maybe the Family Dollar, or some type of store on a crib. So she has a crib. And she is here, you know, bring it into the house with Trina, trying to put it together. Trina dips because this is too much. Um, <laughs> this is too
0: much manual <laughs> labor.
1: <laughs> and yeah, this is also where we see what else is going on in the household.
0: Yeah, with her big sister, correct? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, so I feel like I might have misseen this. What does her big sister do to make money? Cause I just want to make sure drugs. I got it right. It's the drugs. Okay. Yeah. Make sure. <laughs> the drugs. Okay. I, okay. She, she's selling the drugs, yeah. She's selling that stuff. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, she's Got
1: you. She moving stuff out of there. Um. <laughs> but hey, Gia has like one, like you can, she is a serious mama. She has this yeah. like tunnel vision, like everywhere she goes, where like, it's, she's not, she's doing everything she can to stay on this tightrope. She just mm-hmm. comes in. She's like, hey, y'all, whatever. Ain't got time for the bullshit. I'm here to build this crib. Right, I got to
0: put this crib together. Right. Right. That's
1: she's struggling true. to and it's put it
0: together, though. <laughs> yeah. Does something just like... I guess, does that like switch just go on? Well, also, Gia has much more to lose. I feel like that's another thing. Like, in her situation, like, in her journey through motherhood, she... Her stakes are losing all three of her children. And, like, to the system or to another family and never seeing them again. Oh. So, I like, I... Which is the the sad part. That's like the like most, you know, on the very, very end scale of the spectrum of what could happen. Um, but then you think of just like, I guess like standard, you know, big quotes, motherhood practices. I don't know, like your biggest fears, I mean, Who you know, other things. I don't know, you kid get scratched up on the playground or you get into a fight or they come home and they tell you I'm moving out and I'm 60. I don't know what mamas do. I got to ask them. <laughs>
2: They get bad grades. Yeah, you get bad grades. They didn't make the team. So yeah, something like, they they like that. Embarrassing yeah, embarrassing
1: you at the school. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and if you're yeah. my mama, you scared that she gonna lose the key because everybody in Decatur <laughs> gonna
0: have a key to the
1: house. Get to the uh,
0: house, whatever. <laughs> this one. Oh my gosh, key. I just saw a meme about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's really the drama of so of dramatic. black mamas for me because, like, girl, <laughs> don't nobody know where this key. They gonna try every key in DeKalb County. Are we being for real? Please.
1: Please. Just relax. I might as well just leave the door open, ain't it? No. <laughs> <Okay>. Come on. <laughs> that's what we might as well do.
0: <laughs> right.
1: So, I mean, yeah. that's
0: up to you. <laughs> Go ahead, leave it open.
1: Gia has very different stakes. And I'm glad you reminded me of that scene because when she was meeting with the caseworker earlier, mm-hmm. the, and this sent a shiver down my spine because I can't understand how any group of people... Or individual people see this as a reasonable thing to do she has yeah. two children in the system she is nine months pregnant and the caseworker says to her like oh it's still up in the air whether or not we'll let you keep the baby that's inside you right now it's wild what i am having a lot of trouble with that like like so the stakes are very high mm-hmm. for her yeah um
0: I guess if we do want to fast forward a little bit, Mm -hmm. because there's like a lot of like artsy things that happen in this movie and I want to get y'all's take on it. Um, So there's Mm -hmm. like one thing. So we see, I guess Gia has this like clamp on her belly button, which is the umbilical cord. Or something? Yes. I don't... Okay, so that's, that is what it is. Um, and we mm-hmm. see her when she gets her, like, first ultrasound. Um, there's, like, a kind of out-of-body experience she has where she's, like, standing in the mirror and pulling out the umbilical cord. What did y'all think that meant for her? Or the symbolism behind that?
1: Yeah. I have... I mean, I thought it was a pretty, like, clear tie they were making to, like, mm-hmm. birthing and, like, grounding on the earth and like, you know, cuz that's mm. cuz Earth Mama's kind of like a play on Birth Mother. So like when I saw the umbilical cord, so it's like she's imagining this an umbilical cord coming out of her own belly button. Um a yeah. couple things. One, it kind of looked dried up and rotten like how they do after a week, mm-hmm. but it also looked like a tree root. Um and there's something to be said about her pregnant belly having an umbilical cord cuz there's a lot of yeah. themes in the movie where they talk about the generational uh, like passing down this like um, just difficult mothering so a lot of the women mm, in her group mm-hmm. are talking about how they mamas went through the same thing so to have an umbilical cord attached to you you the baby but she got a baby right. In her, so the baby is the baby but she the baby
0: mm, she <laughs> that. the baby <laughs> The grandma, the
1: grandma baby too. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. it's about generational. That's what I thought. What did y'all think? Did I go too Lex. deep?
2: Lex, <laughs> no, deep. you know I have that. I have that written down about the generational ties. And it's funny that you mentioned the umbilical cord resembling like a tree branch mm-hmm. a root because I didn't notice that. Yeah. But something else that I noticed appreciated was. She seemed when she was looking at the like National Geographic sort of story about redwoods, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then later we saw her looking out the window and she saw redwoods in this sort of surreal moment. Yeah. And so, one of the things that the, um, the speaker on the National Geographic show said was how these redwoods have produced life over years mm-hmm. and they, sp- mm-hmm. they span generations of human life. Mm-hmm. And so that directly tied into like your explanation for this scene vocal Dan
1: It It was very connected. I thought connected. the themes were like, I, I liked yeah. the type of play they were doing conceptually mm-hmm. with the artsy stuff. Thanks for bringing in the artsy stuff,
0: Sid. We had to. <laughs> yeah. so one of our art house picks, we had to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. We also yeah. get introduced to Gia's stud friend, who comes over, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'll make a, I'll make a quick joke, then i get off of it for any lesbian listeners. <laughs> um, you know, it's something about a single mama that gets a stud coming out the woodwork. Okay, back to it. <laughs> so, her <laughs> stud friend comes over and helps her put together the crib. You know, she's very nice. They have, like, these deep conversations, and she's kind of, like, an emotional support for Gia. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she even gets into the spiritual side as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, she doesn't. She isn't as, like, I don't know, um, driving it home hard as Dochi's character does. Mm-hmm. I appreciated um, her take
0: on spirituality. Yeah. Yes. Because she let it be known to Gia, like, I know where you're coming from. This is just what I, you know, I just feel I'm going to share it with you. You don't have to take it. But, you know, just so you know I'm here to support you and this is how I could. And I appreciated that. Doji was landed on thick. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Don't you? I just watched that episode of Game of Thrones where they walk Cersei through the streets talking about shame. Oh, shame, <laughs> shame,
0: shame.
2: No, I love that scene in Game of Thrones. Oh, that was fantastic. Yes. Oh, I so wanted satisfying. to get Cersei's
0: ass. Oh, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> get her.
2: Don't she was a thick layer? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, she was. So, from there. um uh, what do we see next so We
2: got
0: that. Um, and then I think this is when she tells Erica, Miss C, Miss Carmen, mm-hmm. like, I, I want to, what do you know about open adoptions? Because instead of, you know, because I'm being threatened by the system, when I have this baby, you know, they'll keep me around to breastfeed. But eventually, my new baby, just like my two older kids, will be in the system and I can see them for an hour a week, which is insane. So, how can we do this open adoption where at least, You know, I can still have some kind of connection uh, to my child and not feel trapped by this other stuff. So I think, yeah, Miss Carmen sets up like a meeting with a potential family to adopt Gia's baby.
1: That is such a like that really put something on my heart when I saw Mm -hmm. like when I watched that scene, because one, I really liked Juno (laughs) when it came out. Um, I, you know, that tells you who I was as a teenager. That was
0: no, that was your movie. I'm yeah, a, I'm i I'm i am I'm gonna put you on Front Street. Um, many, me and Alexis had our very like separate wind down routines when we lived together in undergrad, and yours frequently would be the Geno soundtrack. It slaps. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's a good that's, that's who you are.
1: Nevertheless, looks cool.
0: I'm gonna have to add that to my playlist. Yeah.
1: You know, a black woman wrote half of that stuff, Kimya Dawson.
0: I know you've been telling me that for yeah, because you, like you keep acting like it's white people stuff.
1: just because you get the on a song, stuff. don't mean it's white people stuff. Anyway. I'm not
0: acting like it's white people stuff. On the surface,
1: Juno does give, white but you got to look beneath yeah. the surface. <laughs> you gotta dive. Deeper, you want me to read between you know? the lines? Would you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. Get in there, and you'll really see what it's really about.
0: <laughs> mm. <laughs> Next time I watch Juno, I'm gonna I'm let you know. <laughs> yeah, and how I you spot know what? The, the blacktivities. And I'm gonna hold you to movie. that
1: because if you ever seen Juno and you just watched this movie Earth Mama, you need to go back and mm-hmm. rewatch Juno because I think you're gonna have a different lens on this type of adoption situation. This Possibly. is really fucked up. <laughs> like, yeah. I it took a long like I, I the first time I saw like a, a person who's actually adopted, like mm-hmm. you know be doing anti-adoption advocacy and they were like you know Mm. adoption is not a family building tool and i was like well what type of sense does that make like you know i was like yeah that makes sense that doesn't go with what i've been told if you want a baby you can't have one you can go right right but like this whole situation where a mother if she could would never Mm -hmm. do this that does not create a good situation. That, that is not mm. an ideal situation simply because the adoptive family is going to have more money. So rightfully so, Gia is incredibly inflict- like, conflicted about this whole yeah. situation with the adoption.
2: Very much. Can we rewind before we leave the um, meetup? Yeah, let's go ahead. Because we were talking about um, cameos, Bokeem
0: Woodbine. Wasn't that? Yes, that was Mr. Woodbine. Sure was. Love seeing him. Yes, I was like, okay. And it's always nice to see him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in a role that's not scary, because he plays scary very well. So it was nice to see him much softer. Hated him in Jason. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. He was perfectly cast for this, though. <laughs> if
1: I was going to if I was in a situation and I and I see the daddy, the adoptive daddy, I would prefer him to be bald. <laughs> cuz bald daddies do do right by the kids. <laughs> That's the stereotype yeah. online. <laughs> if, if
0: you dating a yeah. girl and she
1: got a bald daddy, just know you need to save set aside some more money when you take her out. well
0: cuz she was she was raised right. That's what you say. <laughs> she she know how to be like treated. To yeah. <laughs> oh my God.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I t- I'm in a silly <laughs> what I told you guys. But yeah, Bokeh and And
0: we
2: live it. What you got? Dude
0: loves- I think today's actually too. It's like the 20 something anniversary of Jason's lyric uh, coming out. I really? saw that on Twitter today. Yeah. So this wow. is apt.
2: Okay. Juno, Jason's lyric.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So we meet this family. It's a black family. Thank them. Praising. thank god <laughs> it's at a, least <laughs> yes it is a beautiful black family who has a teenage daughter already and you know they sit down with miss c and gia um, mm-hmm. just to kind of get to know each other they down it i don't know the ruby tuesdays
0: and that's what it looked like that's yeah. what it looked like
1: <laughs> and trying to get to know each other gia immediately i guess because of her youth immediately is able to connect with amber the teenager mm-hmm. about basketball
0: <laughs> yeah you know and this was actually loosely what well, not even loosely it was based off uh a moment in from a director writer from her actual life story mm-hmm. so when she was 16 her mother adopted her little sister oh, wow. um, and she met the birth mother who was like around gia's age um and they had a kind of like an instant connection because of their youth and like could you know she, yeah, help in naming the baby, that kind of thing. So that was interesting. Yeah. Um, and that also made me think of your film, Chandria, because I know you said Bloom is loosely based off a moment in, like, your own yeah. personal history. So curious, mm-hmm. just, like, from you, do you often draw from, like, life moments and stories when you're writing, um, thinking about what you want to do next? Oh,
2: absolutely. Yeah. Some of my favorite teachers have said, like, Screenwriting rule number one is right, would you know? And so even if it's just like a screenboard and directly, it's often gonna be like loosely biographical.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A personal touch. That. We love it. Yeah. Did. I feel like that
1: comes through. Like this scene was mm-hmm. really like like simple. And obviously it was yeah. very well acted. But I feel like, you know, when a filmmaker uses their like real life experiences that type of authenticity mm-hmm. comes through like you notice that every time you know
0: yeah
2: that sounds like this felt and it's, it's something true. i would have never thought of yeah. right right like I, I would i would never think a mother who is thinking about giving their child up for adoption in my mind mm-hmm. i would just if i'm writing this scene i would think that oh it's just going to be the two parents mm-hmm. i never think about there could potentially be kids involved yeah, exactly. and there could be some connection with the young mother yeah So, I appreciated
1: it. So, you know, they leave this meeting from the Ruby Tuesday. Uh, Gia and Miss C are riding back from it. And Gia's still really conflicted, you know. She's not quite sure because it's kind of like a, it's a little bit of a risk. You know, she could take the gamble and try and just Mm -hmm. do this herself and keep all three of her kids. But at the end of the day, she's trying to do, she doesn't want her baby to end up in the fluorescent light playroom you know that her right. other two children Yeah, that's what it was the, that's what, fluorescent what? lights and really clinical like setting
0: the doctor's office toys mm-hmm. you know the little squiggly yep. thing they have in yeah. there all of that
1: yeah real bad so mm-hmm. you know we get the scene that's lovely and it's very bay area so she goes i have i have to talk about yeah. this she goes to like a side show yeah, in the butt. <laughs> in the butt. <laughs> so she goes to a sideshow, which is like, you know, the cars are doing donuts and, you know, racing each other. And they shut down the street. It's a thing that happens in Oakland. Um, and it was awesome. Like, they, we get this long panning shot where they're just walking yeah. through the crowd and it's just a bunch of black people having a good time until Miss um, Trina shows up. Trina was shine. on games.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know how the real Trina said like the blunt and her, you know, when she's ready to go, this Trina said, let me read you a Bible verse. Cause she was ready to like right. tell girl what's Just going relax. on. Yeah.
1: Trina yeah. found out um, from a mutual friend that um, Gia had taken this uh, potential adoptive mother with her mm-hmm. to get an ultrasound, which is also where we learned that Gia ain't been to the doctor in months since months. she's been pregnant so she's not taking prenatal vitamins she's she's just yeah. not under anyone's care so that's her first ultrasound in months um, but Gia can't even sit and digest all of that that just happened Yeah, because Trina is here like cussing her out and telling her she should be ashamed of even thinking about giving up her baby we gotta fight for our kids they, it's like I get it but relax
2: like when she said something about like be a real mom like
1: that was crazy.
2: How dare you? How you?
1: <laughs> now, did Trina have any other children? Because she's talking to somebody who's on her third mm. baby. It, do Trina got any other kids? Does she understand this?
0: I, I don't. You know, I don't know about that one. But we know she's pregnant currently, right? Yeah, I don't and know. Like, and Trina's circumstance is also different. Because when they're when we first meet her, they're going back to Gia's house. And she got another man. She's been dating for a few months, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, they go together real bad. He's taking care of her. He taking yeah. her out. Whatever, whatever. So, like, I, she at least has somebody, it seems, on the financial end of things where she's okay. And Gia don't have that. Mm-hmm. There's no empathy for her friend at all.
1: She don't get it. I don't know what it is. I I, I don't know why Trina was so harsh on Gia um I I feel like she felt some camaraderie with like you Mm -hmm. know my friend is also a black mama in the trenches with me obviously they made up they made up a whole system that is designed to eat us up and spit us out so like you got to be in these trenches with me and if you leave the trenches you're leaving me to fight more by myself like maybe that's what she thought you know maybe so
0: that's true because I guess it can be lonely Right, I don't know. Crabs in a barrel entirely. Very oh, much nice. crabs in a barrel. Yeah, 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 <laughs>
1: But yeah. Um, because it's really lose lose. Like I, I feel like that's what she yeah. wanted to say. Like this is, girl, I'm bad off. Ain't
0: nobody right. gonna win, right? right.
1: <laughs>
2: we all down bad. Right, fans. just
1: cut a bitch a break. <laughs> 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 so yeah, <laughs> now here's where I feel like this movie takes this very like very emotional story that I'm already hella like sympathetic and empathetic with the character and really dials mm-hmm. it up for me because after this just heart wrenching moment where her friend and she got tired of her stud friend in that moment too. Yeah. Um, for kind of like, uh, what's the word? Patronizing her like as a mother, mm-hmm. you know, she feels alone. Gia feels alone. So she goes back home and we see her for the first time. We see her turn to the pipe and like yeah. do some drugs and I loved the cinematic effect of like, they pan down and it's like her feet are in the ground. Mm-hmm. She feels grounded and she's like imagining herself in a forest, you know? I, yeah. That, yeah. I, I liked that cinematic effect, but
0: I got earth mama. I, I'm here with you. Right. I got you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I did enjoy the Lil Wayne flicker. That was nice sound. And when she, I'm just, It wasn't good that she did it, but it, it was yes. nice. <laughs>
1: And that's your film take. That's As a critic, (laughs) that's your film take is.
2: It's the details.
0: It's the details. (laughs) But you knew what I meant, okay?
2: And if we're doing early 2000s. It
0: makes sense. It all connects.
1: Thank you. That's the type of stuff you can only get at the new Chitlin' Circuit. You will never see nothing like that at Vulture. They could never.
0: Variety's not going to give you that. They don't know what they, they don't do that over there. It's very weird. Well. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so the reason I like this so much is because you wouldn't even believe it. Still to this day, many people believe in the crack mother and crack baby myth yeah. that like was propagated during the like uh, like the height of the crack era and that drug war on drugs. Yeah. I read a book where <laughs> it's a it's a pro- <laughs> come on. I'll
2: be runners. reading. <laughs> no. you do um, read it. <laughs> He better you.
1: And nobody's ever applauded me for that before. And I would <laughs> like people to do that going forward. Thank you. <laughs> I read a book by uh, Dr. Carl Hart, who is known for his, mm. like, drug research. And he, like, was researching crack during this time. He's a black man. Everybody relax. Mm-hmm. He's a black man. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, in a lot of his research, what he found is, like, the effects that were measured about quote-unquote crack babies and like their developmental Mm -hmm. delays their emotional distress same for the mothers and like declining health post-birth all these negative health outcomes that was just the poverty Mm. that was just Mm. the poverty think about this gia Mm. has not had no prenatal vitamins she's subsisting completely off taquitos. she's standing on her feet all day at nine months pregnant Even before she mm. ever hit that pipe, there were going to be, like, you know what I'm saying? So people would True. look at mothers in the same situation and conclude, oh, it's the crack. No, it's not the crack. Mm. It's the pipe. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: And even what they were talking about from the um, group sessions, the anxiety inflicted mm. from all the stress that you're mm. up under when you're raised in those type of environments, mm-hmm. like... Yeah. They induce health problems within themselves.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I just love how they built the empathy before they, you know, before they- Tried to shame her. Right. Because there really was no shame in how they treated this Mm -hmm. character. I want to actually talk about, just for a little levity, because I really feel so (laughs) strongly about this. It's- it's, it's the poverty, not the drugs. I worked yes. with a lady one time who was pregnant, and she was in like her second trimester. Okay,
0: because I, I, I'm i sorry. I thought she what? was going to say, oh, <laughs> I worked Christ. with a lady was who was on crack. Business. And <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> Jesus. Alexis, win.
1: No no no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't okay. think so. I don't know.
0: Okay, <laughs> One of my
1: co-workers was pregnant. And she was like
0: oh, okay. as okay. pregnant
1: as Beyonce was when she revealed she was pregnant with Blue Ivy at the VMAs.
2: Mm-hmm. Got it. Right
1: okay, i So just a mm-hmm. little baby mom, right? And yep. we out at the happy mm-hmm. hour. This is like two years ago. We out at the happy hour, and our boss is like. It was, it was just all ladies at the table, and every this place I worked, it was all black women except this coworker who was white. And her boss is like, "More rosé, ladies!" And everybody's turned up, and in that moment, yeah. I was a lady, um, and so I was like, woo, yeah!" And but her ass says, "And let me get a glass," and we all laugh like, "Girl, you crazy!" Wait, wait a minute, minute sister! Record
0: scratch. Everybody, girl, you
1: crazy? Ooh, wait! And she was like, "You know, just give me a little bit."
0: Hmm? <laughs> Did y'all give her a little bit of rosé? So, imagine a table full of black
1: women hearing a white lady say that. <laughs> so we said, oh, um, how European. <laughs> like, how, right. How French. How French of you. She, she was like, yeah, you know, uh, pregnant people can have just like a, like a half a glass. Okay. Half a glass? A half, half a glass. <laughs> okay. My- okay. She gets to do that. Even though fetal alcohol mm. syndrome is like the number one cause of der- like birth defects, she gets to do yeah, that shit because right. she got money and ain't that nobody does. drug testing her, you know? Mm. <laughs> and she has a nice ass house to go home to, you know? Yeah. But Gia, yeah. Gia has to be literally perfect, literally. Right. She cannot mess up once, you know? So I felt for her because that made me think about my coworker at the time. That was crazy. Ooh, that was Ooh, crazy. That was- <laughs> You can't do that at home.
2: And she looking at y'all. Crazy. Why would you want right.
1: your coworkers to know that you need you drank it so much, and you pregnant? You can't wait nine months. You you're okay with your coworkers doing that? That's crazy. That's crazy. So mm. I didn't I didn't say her name because I don't want to shame her. Um, if she
0: was black, they would have called CPS. If the roles were reversed, right. <laughs> immediately a
1: black mama <laughs> picks up her kids late from school more than t- more than five times. Mm, oh yeah. They call in the people on now it. Let's Let's get the Now it's the police involved. Right. Let's get the police. Exactly. So it's like, what's going on at the house? Yeah. Right. As a black person who grew up in very, you know, school to prison pipeline type of schools, they always talking about mm-hmm. the household. And what is going right. on the household at the household? household. Mm-hmm. <laughs> talking about it like that. My house?
0: Same thing <laughs> in your house. Like, <laughs> what you mean? Anyway.
1: So after this, like, you know, really emotional moment. Gia, uh, we see she has, her water's broke and the time is now yeah. and she's got to find some way to get to the hospital, even though her phone is now out of minutes, you know, she finds her way yeah. there and now she's in a really tough spot because they drug tested mm-hmm. her and they don't know all of this stuff she's gone through. They, and the fact that she's been clean for nine months, they just mm-hmm. see, oh, here she go. You know, a mama on crash. Here she go again. Birth, yeah. You know? So they done called the people on her and it's getting yeah. dire.
0: Yeah. Well, that's when we get that like, kind of like head on shot of Miss Carmen. Listen here, you messed up, but, and I get you messed up. The pre- and G explains to her the pressure she's been under just trying to do anything right to keep this baby. And Ms. Carmen's like, we have options. I don't, I don't get paid to tell y'all what to do. I get paid to help you do what you need to do. And I said, that was beautiful. Because mm. um, we need more of that. And Gia has to make her decision. So we do end up seeing uh, Bokeem Whitbine and his lovely family come back. And they uh, adopt baby Gia. But it seems like, you know, I, I would hope, like to think, you know, after the credits roll for Gia, that she does continue to keep in contact and get to be a part of, like, the parental unit that raises this baby with Bokeem and his family and also get her other two children back is my hopes for her.
1: Yeah. I hope yeah. something like that. Um, yeah. They they don't show exactly how that works, and maybe things were different back then, but I I yeah, hope I that, know. you know, adoptions now, they not taking the baby from the mama, right? Like, the baby, babies need their mama yeah. for right, right, a right. long time after right. they come out the womb, yeah. you know?
0: Um, That's true.
2: Because I remember they mentioned something about like breastfeeding, right. and you could mm-hmm. either did they say she could or she couldn't keep it as long as she yeah, as long, long as you need to.
0: You can have the baby for breastfeeding, but afterwards they said that's when we put the baby in the system. Is what her caseworker said. Jesus, oh my god yeah. that's awful.
1: Yeah. You know, one thing I will say, a very bright spot. Bo King Woodbine had like three lines in this movie, and he did some incredible <laughs> silent acting in this like, scene where they come in. And you know, see the baby for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. like, it was perfect. Yeah. That's exactly how dads look when they try not to cry. <laughs> that's exactly right. right. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you know, that's true. Um, but my uh, <laughs> so sentiments on adoption aside, this was a very beautiful mm-hmm. moment where Gia didn't know nothing about how anything else would turn out, but at least at the bare minimum, she knew that her daughter would have a family who would love her and take care of her because yes. mm-hmm. I could tell right off rip the way Monica the adoptive mom came in, she was spending mm-hmm. the, she was ready to like do motherhood all over again and like just start over with a yeah. new baby you know so
0: yeah, yeah. And, Monica... and she said that they had been waiting Oh yeah. go ahead Oh, they have well, No,
2: I was just saying, and she mentioned that they had been waiting, so That's she knew true. that her baby would be in good I yeah. Oh, she
0: did say that. Yes, yeah.
1: You know, so we get this final scene after um, Gia has sent her baby away, um, like to, mm-hmm. to this other family. We get a, another scene where Gia puts on her, you know, uh, her court suit, you know, to get yeah. ready to go see the judge um, to talk about you know her other two children and like fitness for that mind you she's coming in with two strikes on her like on the plate because she tested positive (laughs) these people need every single drug test you take to be negative and that that is a high bar and she tested positive on one of them so she shows up there's this moment that just absolutely like gut-wrenched me which is you know she Mm -hmm. had on her her little suit and she was um leaking her her nipples mm-hmm. were leaking milk and that just told me up because yeah mamas need to be with their babies
0: physically our mm-hmm. body
1: her body thinks that her baby's gonna be near it's here mm-hmm. just now you see how i
0: feel when we watch something and the mama die and i go the baby don't got no mama now you see how i feel because you always laugh when no, when, when, I laugh. when i get we
2: when do I, <laughs> any
1: movie where the mama dies Sydney says that the baby ain't got no mama but <laughs> th- then that's how you describe the plot so it's like oh do you want to watch pursuit of happiness the baby ain't got no mama, <laughs> got like, the mama. Die. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's my problem with that Sydney.
0: <laughs> well glad we cleared that yeah. up today
1: did you guys y'all didn't feel that in that moment where her no nipples were for sure
0: For sure, because then obviously you know that she has not been with her baby at this point because she's leaking. Like she, she can't pump. She cannot feed the child right now. So it's like, damn. Like the best option was adoption, but at what cost? Yeah, you know,
1: it's a high cost. Mm -hmm. You know, she is there with her stud friend. Um, I guess because they had a little tiff.
2: I'm sorry, but you and the (laughs) stud. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. What a what? Naming.
1: naming. What's going on? What's going on? What's, what was her name again?
0: Her name was Mel.
1: Mel. Got it, yeah. Mel. Sorry? I, I, I just wanted everybody to know <laughs> what type of friend it was. What type of friend it was? I just I,
2: Sorry. She wasn't back to stay yeah, it it was her. Different. I just you love right. that you named
1: her yeah, like, <laughs> Her friend <laughs> Male, who was very supportive, mm-hmm. um, and took her, you know, drove her down to the courthouse. And this oh, uh, this movie just got to me because yeah, at the court date, obviously, because all they're looking for is one fuck up, and now they just gonna make it go longer and longer. We're gonna keep your kids mm-hmm. longer and longer. No matter how sad the kids are, she's receiving Calls from her son when he's crying, the the night. He wants to come, mommy, mm-hmm. when are you coming? Like, when can we come home? Type shit like that is not no call a parent should should have to endure getting, you know. Yeah, but they don't care. The court don't care. You messed up. So no. So she, she has to pretty much. The movie ends with her pretty much begging simply to have longer unsupervised visits with with her own children, her own children, her own
0: children. <laughs> her own children. Which is wild, because it does still happen today, I'm pretty sure, that, like, a system can tell somebody, like, how, like, what it means to care for your, like, because only the parent knows, you know what I'm saying, like, what it means to care for their child. And you who don't even know my kids, like, you. there's so many other children who you were like, now responsible for. You don't know, you know, John from Jane, and you telling me how to take care of mine, and I'm doing my best. It was, yeah, it was heartbreaking.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's very much a one shoe fits all type mm-hmm. of solution that they try to on, which is very unfair. And
1: it's, it, I just feel like the standard that they're measuring. Um, I feel like like the the what's it called the yardstick that they're using to say like are mm-hmm. you are you tall enough to ride the Parenthood ride? Is like right. the mm-hmm. measure of like a two family white two two parent white family, you know, mm-hmm. and a single mother is like never going to hit that bar, like. If she doesn't yeah. if she's not rich. It's it's just right. it's awful, you know. But she lives to try another day to do what she can mm-hmm. for her family. Now <laughs> mind you, she's twenty-four. She's twenty-four. I have to underline that again. But yeah, that's the journey she's on and I really feel for her.
0: Same. Same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. We want to get into some awards? Yes. Sydney, yeah. I have a
1: tough question for you.
0: Who came to act? This is a very tough because there's some great performances in this movie this week. Uh, but each and every week, we nominate somebody for our highly coveted Who Came to Act Award. And at the end of the season, out of the many, many actors we nominate for this, only one will be named our Who Came to Act Award winner for the season. And this week, uh, myself on the board... We like to nominate Miss Tia Namor who played Gia for this week's award. Any mm-hmm. any rebuttals? I support here? that no. nomination.
1: Mm-hmm. I have no rebuttals. She ate. She really embodied. She it. I third that. Got a third. Yeah. Boom. She ate. Unanimous. <laughs>
0: Period. <laughs> nice.
1: Yeah. Well, shout out to everybody behind this. I'm keeping my eyes on Savannah Leaf because she ate this Absolutely. up, no crumbs. Um. Yeah. Well. We have a little bit of, of fun we're going to have before we get out of here. We have some rapid-fire mm-hmm. questions for you, Shandrea. Uh, Sydney, Ooh. let's take it away.
0: Let's take it away. All right. Before we get into our rapid-fire, uh, first, want you to like plug uh, your short film, Bloom. Um, I know you mentioned that there's a screening happening in L.A. soon, so where can our listeners see the film if they're in la or if it will would there be a digital release digital release let us know um yeah just give us your entire spiel
2: yes so our la premiere is november the 11th at 3 pm but for people who are in the south we have a screening coming up in october in atlanta mm-hmm. and then october 27th will be in charlotte and then October 29th, we'll be back in my hometown of Augusta, Georgia. Stand up. So, a couple of opportunities for y'all to see the film.
0: Love that. Okay, so we are going to ask. Oh, I'm going to ask some rapid fire questions, really, just for our listeners to get to know you more. And um, just like, kind of share okay, some okay. fun tidbits. All right, these are very simple. Um, no need to like <laughs> stress okay, yourself out. Yeah, these are very simple questions. All right, uh, what's well, something very easy? What's your favorite movie?
2: oh okay so this is hard mm-hmm. i'm gonna give okay i'm gonna give top two okay the lion
0: king oh, yeah. okay that's a good one that's All a great right. one <laughs> People were always
2: sometimes give me funny looks like you chose an animated movie like no like when I think of my childhood like yes. The Lion King was the one that set it off for me okay um and then I'm gonna give Boys in the Hood I love John mm. Simpleton. yeah and I'm getting into my rom com era right now I'm writing a rom com pilot oh we so love that Pretty Woman was one of my first favorites yes. shout out to Julia
0: Roberts rom com queen she's also from Georgia shout so, out. Yeah. We love a hometown queen. Okay. All right. Favorite black independent film?
2: Ooh, favorite black independent. Does do the right thing count? I
0: think so. I would say so.
2: Yeah. I'm going to cheat and say do the right thing because Spike Lee is like (laughs) king of Indie by any means necessary. So I'm going to go.
0: Do like a bit. Okay, uh, what's the toughest thing you think about being a filmmaker?
2: The toughest thing, I would say, making your day like on set. Mm-hmm. It's typically a twelve-hour shoot day, mm-hmm. but no matter what, even if you like plan out your shot list and you um, make everything super concise. like on this last shoot I had. Uh, the assistant director thought that, oh, this is this is going to feel like a 10-hour day because our shop is so small, we're concise, we're contained. We still went over time. Damn. Mm. So I'm going to say making your day. There's never, there's never
0: um, enough hours in the day. Mm, got it. On the inverse, what's the best thing you think about being a filmmaker?
2: Oh, okay, yeah. The best thing about being a filmmaker is... Okay, so I love Solange. Mm-hmm. And so to quote her, mm-hmm. Saw things I imagine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Things I imagine. So these things that I raw mm-hmm. wrote and like saw in my head like coming to life and fruition on the screen is just magical to me.
0: We like love that. that. We listen, <laughs> we gotta have you back on. You gotta join Sid's Music Corner. Oh, that was great. Yes, thank <laughs> so thank <you>. good. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Uh, last two questions before we get out of here. Any tips you have, just um, tidbits, whatever you want to share for aspiring filmmakers. We have a lot of those who listen to our show and they love to hear from filmmakers when you guys come on and guest with us.
2: Okay. I would say one of the things that I always say, but also is just like a reminder to myself, particularly as a black woman, is to ask for help. I'm sure Sydney, you probably remember me saying this at the um, film festival this past weekend. but As a black woman, I'm always trying to be like, you know, strong black independent woman, and I'm Mm -hmm. like, y'all, I'm tired. I can't be strong (laughs) and independent no more. Like, making a film is a communal sport. It takes tens, hundreds of people, oftentimes, to make a single movie, and so you can't do it alone, even. As a director, like, there's this idea of being an tour and mm-hmm. it's like, no, I need community mm-hmm. to make this thing happen, so mm-hmm. always ask for help. Um, and then always just believe in yourself. Like, as a writer, as a director, mm-hmm. as a filmmaker, it's your vision, and mm-hmm. so you have to have a strong sense of self and trust your voice. Always trust your voice and be able to communicate that to your collaborators. Mm-hmm. So
0: hopefully those help. I think they will. Those are great. Um, Before we get out of here, just plug Anywhere our listeners can find you Where can they follow your journey Keep up with any other projects you have coming out Um, Of course we'll add them in the show notes But just let us know everything
2: Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram That's where I'm the most active Drea Evans So D-R-E-A The number 3 B-A-N-S I'm a little active on Twitter too Drea Evans, but it's spelled D R E A E B A N S. Mm um and then i have another short that is kind of on the festival circuit as well it's called saturday um earlier this year earlier this year i won the los angeles swim award for that so yes okay i'll keep y'all posted on how you can see that but yeah just if you can make a screening come out i would love to see y'all
0: most definitely well this has been well first thank you for coming on the show uh, we always love to. Thank have y'all guests. for
2: having me. Thank y'all so much for having me. Thank you of for course. reaching out on Twitter, setting this up, providing this space for me, amplifying this story that's super
0: close to my heart. Shout out to y'all. Thank you.
2: The okay. answer is always black yeah. women.
0: Period. Working together. Always. Yeah. <laughs> Never not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so we we can wrap up. We can uh, get on out of here, and we'll see you guys next Monday. All right. Thanks for listening. To join in on the conversation, follow us on Twitter at TNCCPod and on Instagram at New Chitlin Circuit. And that's spelled C-H-I-T-L-I-N. And for the latest and greatest, check out our website at TheNewChitlinCircuit.com.